ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Okay, we're coming back Good online. Morning. Hello, Dr. Sabrina. Good morning to you. How are you doing? I'm blessed, and you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good today. I can't complain. Yes. Family's doing good, good, so praise the Lord. Well, All right, everybody's healthy and well? They're uh, they're mostly recovered. Still a little bit of sniffles, but uh, hey, doing much better than a week ago or two weeks ago, so praise God. How's your brother? Um, missing in action in Thailand somewhere. I have not heard from him. Huh? That's not a good idea. For weeks. <laughs> he went dark on me, and my mom told me he's in some remote island in Thailand, so that's the only update I got. And I think he likes it. So. Um, okay, well, that's lovely, but we need a li- him to be a little less remote, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, he went to check out the Philippines, stayed there a couple weeks, um, deemed that that wasn't what he was looking for and uh, of course I invited him back over here but um, he had scouted out Japan also and Thailand and uh, ended up going back to Thailand so I can't speak to Thailand because I've never been there but uh, I'm sure it's a pretty place they've got some nice islands I think out there so he's hiding out yeah I think he said that he has um, a couple things he wants to accomplish like starting up a podcast and writing a book so he's looking for some solace. So he'll probably find it out there on that island. I just hope he doesn't go stir crazy. Because uh, well, it is tough uh, being alone. Well, I I bought, um, I don't have a problem being alone, but I don't isolate myself from the entire world either. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> I bought the last book, uh, I think. Yeah, I have it somewhere. Oh, it's got yeah. this green and white cover. Right. About, yeah, I bought the book. So he's and I've been um, like a transition down there, you know, um, uh, in with his company that is. Um, he had, um, and he still has some of these uh, walk-in clinics mm-hmm. where you can come in and they will put a person on a uh, a plan after they do some diagnostics on them. Typically, people coming in and lose weight, uh, get their health back, and uh, they've had pretty good success. And uh, they're doing oh. one in um, in Duluth, Georgia. And then they've got one down mm. at uh, Creflo Dollar's World Changers site, because that's one of his clients. Oh. They had one in Chicago, but they shut that thing down. Um, I wouldn't have picked Chicago myself anyway. That's uh, that's like uh, a war zone up there. But Yeah, not only that, but it's too far away to keep up with it well. Sure, exactly, exactly. And um, I think um, when I when I met with him last, he was, he's trying to... Um, consolidate some things and uh, streamline and uh, and probably try to get his sanity. You know, I, I've been overseas um, for a long time myself, maybe mm-hmm. 12 or 13 years. And um, I, this would be his first venture do, uh, going abroad and staying in any length of time. So uh, it's probably it's new to him and uh, appeals to him. And so, hey, you know what? If he can accomplish what he's looking for, and uh, that's all good. But uh, don't go dark because I'm his brother and I haven't heard anything from him. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus, we've had enough of go dark, okay? We've already had our, oh, our, yes. our, our quota of it 
and we need him to at least check in in the name of Jesus. So, Father, there's no distance in prayer. There's no distance in the spirit. So we ask you to uh, have his ministering spirit to have him contact his brother deliberately, willfully, and intentionally in the name of Jesus. We're not trying to stir up uh, uh, concern beyond what is normal in the family and in other relatives and friends. So he needs to make contact periodically so we know that he's fine and that all is well with him. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Now, moving right along. That was a wisdom prayer. Thank you for that, and I received that. Folks, welcome back. Uh, Today for the archive is September 12th, 2023. Honored to be here with Dr. Sabrina Sessions, Miracle Night Church. And uh, over to you, my friend. Well, welcome back, everybody. I'm so happy to talk to you. We have such a good time whenever we get together. And even though Omega Man is in one country and I'm clear on the other side of the world, we still have a great time. Amen. Now, can you imagine what it's going to be like when we all get to heaven? Well, it's going to be plenty of talk because God says he's going to have to make us all be quiet for half an hour. (sighs) You think you can practice that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We're not too quiet down here. We have to have social media. I've never been on social media, you know. I know you think that sounds strange, but this is who I am. In fact, years and years and years and years and years ago, When I got my first cell phone, where I stored it was in the trunk of the car. And I would would acknowledge that it was there when it was time to change the antifreeze. But, um, and if I needed a phone number, I forgot I could dig it out and use it to find the phone number. So you know how how tech and and, uh, electronic I am. There you have it. I bought my first computer from Walmart. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) yeah in fact i still have it come to think of it i think i finally got rid of the monitor though Uh, my first one was one of those little um uh look like one of those old tvs with the tube in the back and i got it from walmart and i had to stand there and write a check for it i remember it was seven hundred dollars for the whole gizmo and the lady took my check in the office and they called, they called the credit union and the credit union talked to them. And she came back and said, oh, your credit's good. I said, yes, it always is. Thank you. And she rang it up. And I, I rolled it out to the car. And um, I do about as much on it now. Well, no, I have to do a lot more because of the show than I did then. You know, I've never been a, um, a techie, you know, electronic that kind of stuff person if i wanted to hear a sound i just i had my old stereo that i got after college and i know what buttons to press and to make it work and that's about all i figured i needed in life and i wasn't concerned about all this other stuff that's come up but now i understand that they have telephones that they've come up with where you don't have to tolerate google and i've been trying to uh butt my nose into that but something tells me it's expensive so I'll wait till my nose gets a little wealthier (laughs) I don't know about you but that's what I'm going to do called graphite I think one of them is the graphite 
and uh, uh-huh. those are pretty nice phones. I hear they're uh, de-googled, and some of them have their own operating system. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, they they it's like they took the Google phone and it got deliverance, and right. then it got the Holy Ghost, and so it's completely <laughs> different. <laughs> Pray for me. I haven't drunk, had all my coffee yet. but anyway it's a pleasure to be back with you all and I enjoy our time together in fact I actually have fun doing this you know when I normally do my broadcast I'm a little more serious sometimes but when I come up here I just have fun thank you so yeah I do and so now that we've prayed for the, the one that's trying to be the lost one, we aren't having any lost saints, by the way. We're holding on to all the saints we've got. We're going to have a, a good time with the Lord today. You know, God has a sense of humor. Um, <laughs> not, not always when you want him to have it, but he has one. And we have one, too. And I find that our sense of humor comes through. When we've had enough of stress, we've had about enough of all that the world has to dump on us, and we decide we're not their garbage can, and we just dump it over and go on laughing, and and then that's the end of that. The Holy Spirit comes by to cheer us up, and we're back to our normal selves. So, no matter how crazy it's getting out there, and it's getting crazier, I call it madness, because that's how many people are behaving. They think that... Um, the problem with uh, the guy they call President Biden, I don't know which one of his doppelgangers it is at the moment, but that guy they call President Biden, his problem is because of his age, but it's not his age. The problem is him. The problem is not how, how old he is chronologically. There are people that have that have exceeded his chronological age that don't behave the way he does. The problem is not his age. The problem is him and i wish they would get that right but you know how they do in the media they just keep repeating what everybody else says you know no new thoughts just same old thing but father we've come together from our position seated in heavenly places in christ jesus thanking you for a new day and a new opportunity to live for you we pray lord that as we come together that someone will hear these words and be inspired to do the things that you would have them to do and to become the Christian, the believer that you sent them into the earth to be, Lord. You know, when you sent each of us, you had a plan and purpose already. It was already mapped out. Most of us thought we were smart and we could make all of our own decisions and we don't have to pay any attention to Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 7. But we're just as wrong as we can be. We need to learn to humble ourselves before you and allow you to make the choices and we just do what you tell us to do. Because when we do, it works out every time. It's a foolproof system. We just need faith. But most of us, you know, still have that um, that Adam mindset and we want to, I do it myself. And I do it myself gets me in trouble quite often, so... We should learn that that's not the best way. We have a better way, and Jesus is that way. He's made a way for us. The Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us in it. So we repent of all of our own ideas that are not the will of God for us, Father, in Jesus' name. On behalf of everyone that is listening, we repent. 
We think we know it all. We think we know what to do, how to handle it. We figured it out in our little heads. And you tell us quite plainly that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts and your ways than our ways. It would do well for us to humble ourselves and listen to you and follow you. So I pray that everyone listening, Father, decides to make that choice of their own free will, to stop doing it their way and to do it your way. Amen. We ask you to bless this message, anoint this message. We ask you to open up our hearts, our spirits, our minds so we can actually hear what you're saying to us today. Because you want us to take it in and use it immediately. You want us to use it. You know, so many times, Father, we've come and we've listened to a message, but then we didn't do anything with what you said. And that's called rebellion. So we repent of that also. And we thank you for the grace and forgiveness that Jesus Christ affords us. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the armor of God. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. And that includes when we are a weapon against ourselves. We were wrong for that, Lord. And so we're going to repent of that, too. We're going to turn around today. And we're going to turn from our wicked ways and trying to be a know-it-all and trying to do it all. And we're going to learn to depend on you far more. Because that's how we're going to make it through the end times, depending on you. And we need to get that through our thick heads right now. That we're not going to make it through the end times, depending on our own ingenuity, our own thoughts, our own feelings, our own ideas, and our own perspectives. We must needs be humble ourselves even more so and depend more and more on you. We want to thank you that that is available to us and that we have a rich inheritance in you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ for being willing to come down here and to walk around in dust so he could show dust how to live for you. We pray that as we follow his example, that we'll become more of the Christians you want us to be. The light that set on the hill that people can't ignore. So we thank you for it, Father, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Well, let me tell you a little bit about who I am. I'm Dr. Sabrina Sessions, better known as Pastor Sabrina. And I am the pastor of Miracle Internet Church and Miracle Outreach Ministries. We have a local church here in Jacksonville, Florida, and um, we have a much larger Internet church all over the world. It's international. And we are on the uh, internet on Wednesday nights and Friday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America. Our website is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. Miracleinternetchurch.com. So, that's our website. You may find us. And across the screen, you'll see the phone number to dial in on Wednesdays and Fridays and listen. Amen. And participate. We have a chat room that's open when we're on the air so that you can participate in the service. We, I think we now have an amen corner. And those that want to say amen, say amen. Amen. Praise God. We also have... Um, 
an opportunity for saints to come to the prayer room and to enter their prayer requests. You cannot write us and ask us to pray for you. That's not what this is. What this is, is a forum for you to pray to God yourself and to put your scriptures. Yes, you must list scriptures that correspond to your prayer requests. It's supposed to be about five lines long. And we will come along and we will agree with the decisions that the Godhead makes concerning your prayer requests and with those scriptures that you listed. So this isn't your normal one. Uh, I'm having problems. Y'all, please pray for me. No, ma'am. You pray for yourself to God. You have to use some faith. Whatever you have. Pull it out. Blow the dust off of it. And you say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, and have your little prayer requests, your little two or three scriptures, and the rest of us will come and pray in agreement. We will agree with what God decides, however he decides to judge that. And we will agree with the word of God that you added, and God will move. Amen. So, we encourage you to join us. If by chance you are not able to Uh, listen during the time that we're live on the air you may also go to our website and go under archive sermons because we're on blog talk radio blog talk radio archive sermons that link is right across the banner if you're on a cell phone when the page comes up you'll see three white lines on a black background click the three white lines it opens up all the links to you amen and so um That's what we do. You can go into the archive and you can scroll down till you find the sermon you're looking for and you can recast it. You can listen to it. Amen. You can participate even if you live in Taiwan. Amen. Praise God. So we thank the Lord for his graciousness to us and his goodness, his goodness to the children of men. We need him in these evil days. We really do. And we should daily tell him that we need him. It makes a difference, saints. It really does. So today, we're going to talk a little bit. If you have your Bibles, I use the King James Version, as you know. I'll be in Second Chronicles chapter 20. And we're going to talk about a power move. A power move. You hear Omega Man asking me at the end, what do you want to call this? Well, I'm calling it a power move. Saints, let me ask you this. Have you ever faced a situation in which you just did not know what to do? I'm sure you have. I think we all have. The enemy seems to be closing in on you. And you cannot see a way out. Hmm. I think this has happened to most people at least once. This is exactly the way Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, felt when the children of Moab and the children of Ammon came against Judah. Now, you remember that after Solomon passed and his sons took over the kingdom, it split and Judah and Benjamin went in one direction and the other ten tribes went their way. 
Well, the children of Moab and the children of Ammon decided that they wanted to come against Judah. That's what they decided. First, his first reaction when Jehoshaphat learned of this, when he heard the words of the messenger, are in Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 3. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 3. And Jehoshaphat feared. That was his first response. Terror and fear. Shock. Terror and fear. Yes, church, Jehoshaphat was afraid. Isn't that how many of God's people react when we seem to be up against the wall? We go into a panic. Yes, we know all those scriptures we've read and heard, but we still experience that panic, that anxiety, that stress, that fear. Hmm. Well, when we lose our job, immediately fear sets in. And we say, what am I going to do now? Where will I get the money to pay the bills, to put food on the table, to care for my children? Or when a family member is suddenly struck with a disease which threatens their health and their life, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Or when cancer raises its head, or when they face a serious operation, what is our usual response initially? Fear. It's amazing at those times how well we can hear the devil. That's right. It's in those moments. If you don't quickly guard yourself, if you don't quickly bind the devil in the name of Jesus, if you don't shut his mouth, muzzle his mouth, you'll be able to hear him a lot better than you think you hear God. That's the way we are. But you know you can overcome that if you choose to. And we're going to talk about that, this power move. But praise God, I tell you, saints, that a new strength will come upon the people of God. Well, how is this going to happen, Pastor Sabrina? It's simple. You're going to decide to do what God teaches us to do in such cases. That's how. You're going to learn to do what God teaches us to do. You know, the Bible says these scriptures are here for our learning. That's right. We're supposed to learn from them so that we will do better. Amen. We've already been through the part where we've had the fear, the panic, the terror, and all of that, and the anxiety, and the can't sleep at night, and then your your food, your favorite food doesn't necessarily want to go down the same way. We've been through that. Let's not do that part anymore. That's not the best response. We can do better. We can improve if we choose to do so. We still have a free will, and if we choose to do better, we can do better. The Bible tells us in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. 
if you open your mouth and begin to thank God and praise him for the situation just as it presents itself, you already have a step up on the devil instead of sitting there being clutched in fear. Just open your mouth and begin to thank the Lord. If you can't think of another scripture, and sometimes you can't, just thank him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this situation, just as it is. We haven't heard from Damon in a while. I thank you. Amen. See there? That's the beginning right there. You can do that wherever you are. You can do it in traffic. You can do it in a board meeting. You can do it in the bathroom. You can do it wherever you are. Who can stop you? God is for you. Who can be against you? Amen? So, let's see if we can't do what Jehoshaphat did. Well, this new strength is available when we open ourselves to it. It's already there waiting on us. We don't have to call it down from heaven. That's just not required. The new strength is here. We just have to open up to it. That's right. When the vehicle stops and we know we can't afford a car loan well that's the time to thank the lord amen the bible says we will bless the lord at all times his praise shall continually be in our mouths well that's a good time it's a perfectly good time it'll open you right up to that strength but you have to choose to do it It's not hard. It's something you can do. Even if you're on a gurney and they're about to put you into an ambulance, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Amen. And you know you can. Even if you think you're confused, you can do it. Yes, you can do this. So, when the battle rages fiercely around us and around the circumstances that we face. Fear will have no control and you will be victorious. You see, this grace which God will pour out on his people in these last days will change that fear into bold confidence. The bold That's who we are. The righteous are bold as a lion, the Bible says. So, King Jehoshaphat did not know how they were going to face their enemies. So there we go. We're going to try to figure it out for ourselves again. But that's not what Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 7 teaches us. Now, that's not what the Bible says for us to do immediately. It doesn't say figure out for yourself how you're going to do all this. No, it never did. God knows you don't know what you're doing. Now, if you would only figure that out. Amen? Well, I think I I, I can, as a no, that's not what it says. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. What does that mean? 
It means you're going to put all of your trust in the Lord and you're not going to try to figure it out for yourself. Because he's already said that his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. His ways are higher than your ways and his plan produces fruitfulness. Your plan, we don't know. So, in all of our ways, acknowledge him. That means submit to him. Wait for your instructions from him. And he shall direct thy paths. He didn't say you were going to do this. So get out of the director's seat, please. It's not yours. And he shall do. You know, that's what lordship means. It means he's running the show and you're not. You can't just call him Lord, Lord, and not do what he says. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Stop thinking you know so much. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. What evil thinking you know so much? That's called pride. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Jehoshaphat didn't know how they were going to face their enemies. But he did have a powerful spiritual strategy that reaped heavenly results. That's what we're looking for. He knew where he could get the answers he needed. So Jehoshaphat declared a fast among the people. Yes, that meant everybody had to humble themselves before the Lord. Everybody. That's right. This fast included the women, their little ones, and their children. Everyone fasted, not some people. You know, when you declare a fast in most churches today, for some reason they think, I don't know who told them this lie, that everybody doesn't have to fast. But that's not the truth. In fact, uh, there was another uh, fast in the Bible with Nineveh, where the suckling children fasted too. Nursing babies fasted. The animals fasted. Everybody fasted. That means your dog, your cat, your parrot, you, and everyone in your home. Everybody fasted. Amen. Yes, we think we're so sophisticated we don't have to do it that way, but you don't get Bible results until you obey God. Amen. Praise God. So, let's take a look at this. It came to pass, and I'm going to move through this pretty quickly, that the children of Moab, the children of Ammon, I'm in verse 1, and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh this great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. Verse 3, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. Usually that's not the first thing we do. We go analyze the damage. But that's not what he did first. He set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Hmm. I believe Cornelius had his family together before Peter came to visit. 
Uh-huh. You wouldn't call your family members because most of them aren't saved, unfortunately. But you know, if you fast and pray, God will hear you and he'll move. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. I Even out of all, A-L-L, the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. They came, Judah gathered themselves together. Nobody went around making them do this. They had the decent sense to do it. You see, there's a time to submit to authority. That's right. They gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. At least they knew the right place to go. Amen. I wish that everyone did. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gavest it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If evil, if when evil cometh upon us. Well, it seems to me evil is all over the whole world. If when evil cometh upon us, as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house. Thy name is in this house. And cry unto thee in our affliction. Then thou will hear and help. And now, behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade. Lord, you wouldn't even let us invade them. When they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do. They told the truth. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that absolutely miraculous? They found the courage to tell the truth. You know, that's a, it's been becoming more and more rare in this world for anybody to tell the truth. They say what they want to say, but telling the truth is another story. Well, these people humbled themselves and told God the truth. They weren't disingenuous in any way. They leveled with God. We don't know what's going on, but we know these people are coming to kill us and run us out of here, and you gave it to us. But we don't know what to do about this. Ah, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. 
They were serious. They didn't say, well, you know, I can't get off work today to go do that. I would come, but you know, I can't do it. They're having a sale over at so-and-so. I'll catch you all after the sale. No, these people were serious. They didn't take God for granted. And I wish that we didn't either. Amen. He knew where they could get the answers he needed. So Jehoshaphat declared a fast among the people. Everyone fasted. God's people have been robbed of many victories because they have been so bound by fear that they have not entered into fasting and prayer. Remember Jesus told them when they couldn't cast out this certain demon he was talking to disciples. He says this kind cometh not forth but by prayer and fasting. Now some of you have those versions of the Bible where that that scripture has been removed. I want to encourage you in the name of Jesus Christ to pitch that that so-called Bible in the garbage and go get you a King James Version because that scripture is there. God said, don't tamper with his word. Don't add to and don't take away from. Or they are curses that he releases against you when you do so. Amen. Let's not try him on that one, okay? Amen. There are victories that we have lost that we didn't have to lose. Because we would not do what the Bible says to do. To Resort to fasting and prayer and to seek the face of the Lord. To receive deliverance from the Lord. You know, some of us have gotten real cute and modern. You know, we want to do this intermediate intermittent fasting that the world is trying to do so they can lose weight or change this or change that or whatever they're trying to do. But that's not what God calls us to. He calls us to humility. He calls us to soul searching. He calls us to true repentance, godly sorrow, which worketh repentance. Real repentance that God acts on. God's calling us to draw close to him and to discard those parts and aspects that are just not him. You see, when you do this, that fear has to leave. It, it doesn't have any place because now you're actually operating in faith. And so the fear and the faith can't stay there together. Somebody's got to go and the fear must leave. You can cast it out yourself. It's your fear. You can bind it in the name of Jesus and command it to leave you in Jesus name and never return. After all, you've been sitting there with it all this time. Well, I still feel it. Well, keep doing it. 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 And eventually it'll have to leave because it must obey you. The scriptures say so. Amen. The Bible said the devil has to flee. That's not a joke. That's for real. But you're going to have to use some faith. Amen. It's true. The word works, saints. The word works. In Jehoshaphat's prayer, he acknowledged his dependency and trust in God. Jehoshaphat's battle was actually won before he went out into the natural battlefield. He won the battle. They won the battle in fasting and prayer. It was won before they ever went out on the battlefield. And that's the way it ought to be when we go to battle too. Amen. 
the Lord spoke to him through Jehaziel and told him that he would go with him, that God would go with him. Furthermore, they would not even need to fight to win the battle. Amen. Our God, in verse 12, O our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. But in verse 14, Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, and they give you his whole lineage, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Well, the gifts of the Spirit were working then, they work now too. And he said, Hearken ye all, Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid or dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow ye go down against them, and behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Not only did God tell them to stop being afraid and upset because they didn't know what to do, he informed them that it was his battle and it wasn't theirs. God took possession of the battle. He took full responsibility for it and for its outcome. He said, when you go tomorrow, this is where you're going to find them. God knew exactly where they were going to be. And he told them, he said, you shall find them at the end of the brook. That's where they're going to be. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Instructions to be followed. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not. Nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. For the Lord will be with you. My. That's what you want. That's what you want saints. God is the same today. He never changes. He promises that. In Malachi chapter 3. He tells us. For I am the Lord. I change not. I am the Lord. I change not. There's no shadow of turning in our God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants to be our God of battles. He wants us to have the same victories as the children of Israel experience. When they remember to call upon him. The threat of the enemy seemed like great giants to the children of Israel. But our God is a warrior. Our God is a warrior. He's a man of war. And you see, one of the problems with these so-called new uh, kinds of Christians, I don't know if that's the right term or not, but they want God to be the God they want him to be. They want to 
fashion God after their own imagination. But that's not God. They want to serve this idol called the God of their understanding of the, the God they think they want. They don't want the one that's revealed by scripture. That's right. And they'll tell you that they are Christians. And then three months later, you'll find out that they worship frogs. I've had this actually uh, conveyed to me by a saint. These newfangled folk that say that, oh, you, oh yes, I'm a Christian. Don't you believe that? You ought, to, you ought to ask the Holy Spirit. He's the spirit of truth. All right, God doesn't change. He's not sometimey. He's not a fair weather friend. But our God is a warrior. Sometimes, saints, we look at our issues without considering their impotence, their lack of power, their inability to really do what they claim to do. We're standing there shuddering when we ought not to be. We see our issues as huge and powerful and ourselves filled with fear, not realizing who our God really is. That's right. That's that's what our, what defeats us right there. When we do, we allow the size of the circumstance to eclipse the size of the true and living God. And that's how we lose our battle. Something small can easily eclipse something larger. The sun in the sky is staggering in size, but if you put a quarter between your eye and the sun, that tiny quarter can block out the enormous sun. Carnal people see the problem. Spiritual people see God. Mm. That's true. Fleshly people see the obstacles. Faith-filled people see the spiritual truth behind the obstacle. Sometimes, saints, God will allow you to experience a bigger-than-life situation so that you may experience a bigger-than-life Savior. Because up to now, you don't still realize that that's who you have. But you will never get to experience the bigger-than-life deliverer if your eyes are focused on the bigger-than-life situation. We have allowed, we have allowed giants of fear to rule in our hearts and homes because we've lost the ability to look beyond what we see in order to observe the reality of our God. Mm -hmm. See, God doesn't fit in your little box. He never did. Perspective is everything. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. He says that in, in Ephesians 2, 6. And hath raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We have a seat that allows us to look down on the situation so we can have an overcoming perspective. But 
But we have to decide that that's where we're going to look from. We exist physically here on earth, and we are also seated with Christ in heaven. Our perspective on earthly matters ought to come from our heavenly location. That's right. Location, location, location. It matters. Jesus has given us a seat in another location, but the enemy tries to get us to forget our heavenly location. If we let him do that, we limit our own perspective to what we will see on earth. Saints, we must be willing to follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. That's not just the people whose names are printed in the Bible. That's all the ones who've come thereafter too. Jehoshaphat did just that. After he received the word of the Lord, he began to worship and praise the Lord. He sought the Lord with the nation in prayers and fasting. He received the word of the Lord, then he began to praise and worship the Lord. The next day, he did the unthinkable. See, I told you this new strength thing works. It kicks in. The next day, he did the unthinkable. He appointed singers unto the Lord who went out before the army praising God and the beauty of holiness. The army's approaching them with weapons and they're going out singing and praising God. That's unthinkable. No, there were no stealth bombers. There were no Blackhawks, none of that other, all those missiles they've come up with, all those drones, none of that. None of the man-made stuff. Either they were going to believe God or they weren't. It's just that simple. Amen. They went out covered with the Holy God. That was their covering. That was their battle attire. God himself. Can you imagine that? This is not war as usual, saints. For our God, the Lord, is a man of war. He's a man of war. But you, there you are back in your little natural mind again trying to figure that out. No, come right out of there and find yourself back in that place that Ephesians 2.6 says, is yours, seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Amen. That's how it really works. Instead of sending out Judah's mightiest warriors to lead the army, Jehoshaphat sent singers and musicians to praise God for the victory before before the battle was physically won or had even begun. This is not the work of man, saints. This is the power move. This is the power of God. Mm -hmm. Talk about faith in action. Jehoshaphat believed the word of the Lord and put his faith to work. 
verse 22. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. He is the Lord our God who smites. Yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. He is the Lord our God who smites. Prayer, fasting, hearing and believing the word, and praise before the battle is won are disciplines that God wants instilled into your everyday life. Uh-huh. That's the something you need to do. The next time you face a battle and there does not to seem to be any way out, do not lean to your own understanding and be bound by fear. Instead, do as Jehoshaphat did. Ah, and with the promises of God, you will not be defeated. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So see, saints, you don't have to go cowering. You know, there are a lot of uh, battles going on now, especially in the courts in the U.S. They're doing everything they can do to keep Trump uh, from running and winning. But you know something? There remains that prophecy about him being a two-term president. We got that. We found that prophecy again before he before he won the first time. Remember the first time the Republicans wouldn't even stand with them. He decided he had to pick one of these groups to go with. So he picked the Republicans and they didn't even back him. They didn't want him coming to campaign at, when they went campaigning. You know, and that was that old guard set of Republicans, you know, the George Bush ones that we need to get rid of. And they wouldn't even support him. And he won without them. How did it, You know, I really like the way God does things. He took that victory, and not only did he smush it in Hillary's face, not only did he smush it in the globalist face, but he smushed that victory into the Republicans' face. I like God. He knows just how to make people eat crow. Yes, he does. He's awesome in power. You should try him. Instead of running to the clinic, oh, I think I got a, I think I got, and you know they're trying to give you a new COVID again. You better tell them what to do with that. You got Psalm 91. It says, no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. Either you're going to stand on that, and do what God tells you to do spiritually and in the natural. Okay? You don't have to put up with that. You belong to the Most High God. He created you. You are His. He has adopted you through Jesus Christ. He is responsible for you. The Bible says that your body belongs to the Lord. It is His personal property. You're just allowed to wander around in it because you can't stay down here without one. So, 
it's his responsibility to see to it to your well-being. But you have to follow him and you have to obey him. You see, you didn't fashion your body to begin with. He did that. And when he calls you out of that body, you are not going to turn around and look at it and say, come on, I'm going this way. It's not going to budge. Seemingly, if it were your body, you would have command over it to tell it after you're out of it that it, it needs to get up and follow you. Well, it hadn't happened yet. Not to you anyway, nor your cousins, nor your sisters or brothers or any of your relatives. So it's his body. He's the one that tells it to get up. So since your body belongs to him, you need to submit it to him. That means you don't do anything to it that he doesn't say you can do. That would cover that tattoo that you have no business with. Amen. It is his personal property. He did not call for vandalism. Amen. And that's in Leviticus, I think, 28. 90 seconds. So. What are you going to do? Amen. Omega Man, take it away. Great teaching today. Doc Sabrina, what shall we call this for the archive? A power move. A power move. I love that. Excellent word today. Uh, Dr. Sabrina, give out contact information for your ministry. How do people tune into the broadcast and uh, be part of the church and support it? Well, our website is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. And on our front page at the top, we have these uh, pictures going, and one of them tells you everything you need to know to contact us and how to listen to the broadcast. We are on the air every Wednesday and Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States and whatever time that happens to be where you are. And we also convene uh, the Internet Church and the local church on Sunday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. and whatever time that happens to be where you are. Uh, the phone number is given across the top to tell you how to call in using your phone. And we encourage you to join us. You may support us. We take PayPal. We take mail-in. And across the banner, you'll see Giving at Miracle Internet Church. Click that and scroll down. And in big yellow letters, it'll tell you what to do. If you're on the front page, scroll all the way down. And if you use PayPal, you'll see a PayPal symbol. Amen? We'll be so happy to receive you. We are a healing ministry, a teaching ministry, a miracle ministry, and a deliverance ministry. Amen? Amen. And we invite people who want to learn about God, who want to become much stronger Christians, and who need to be delivered. The pastor may be contacted at gproom at outlook.com. We have changed our policy uh, on people, you know, before COVID, you could just show up. After COVID, you need to email pastor at gproom at outlook.com first. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, that's what we have to say in his holy name. How are you doing, Amen. Omega Man? I'm doing great. And that was a great teaching. 
Folks, we'll get this up here a little bit later today. Please share it. And Doc, Sabrina, we love you, and we're going to see you next time real soon. All right. God bless. Love you, too. God bless you. Folks, stay tuned. We're going to continue. We've got Doc Sabrina coming up next. Uh, Dr. Deborah coming up next. And let's see. Let me reset this. We'll be right back. <laughs> 